Welcome to the Employco HR Podcast. I'm Rob Wilson. With me is my brother and partner, Scott Wilson. Hello. And Jason Eisenhower, our Vice President of HR. Hi, everyone. We had Nikki Navarro working the board remotely. So uh, thanks for joining us uh, for our uh, January podcast. So our, our topic is, uh, from an HR standpoint, uh, HR and employer standpoint, what to, what to expect or what's the best guess to expect under the uh, Biden administration over the, uh, the first 100 days. Yeah, so there have been a few things that have already kind of taken place. Um, he, Joe Biden, through his chief of staff, have already asked the federal agencies to freeze any proposed regulations and those with pending effective dates. Some of those include putting a, a halt to some kind of some of the final rules that were in place. Um, one of them is uh, through the Trump administration, more businesses were going to be able to name uh workers as independent contractors. The Biden administration said, put a hold on that. We need to examine it. Same thing with tipped workers, kind of where those tips go and who can share on those. And also the EEOC conciliation process. Uh, they're saying, let's hold on. Let's, we need to take a look at, uh, should we really encourage more conciliations and mediations uh, by potentially providing employers with a written summary of the facts that they can kind of prepare for in advance of the mediation or conciliation? So those have already kind of been in place that those holds have been in place. It's not necessarily what to expect, but there have been some things already kind of in the process or in the pipeline to get started. Scott, uh, minimum wage, what do you think? Yeah, there, uh, he, that's one of his big things is he wants to bump nationwide $15 an hour. Um, he hasn't gone into exactly how he's going to do it gradually, but that's, uh, yeah, that's going to be a huge issue for rural Kind of, well, like in Illinois, we're dealing with it. You know, it's $15 an hour might be good in downtown Chicago where, you know, the rents are high and costs are higher. But when you're out in rural Illinois, $15 an hour for a job that doesn't do much. I mean, that's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And uh, so one of his what he's done already is an executive order on uh, I'm proposing the $15. So he did that as an executive order. If you're working uh, under any type of federal agreement or federal contracts, you're going to have to pay it $15 an hour. And one of the other pieces that they're potentially going to look at is removing tips from being included. So it might be $15 an hour base pay for all workers, including tip workers. And same thing with uh, people with disabilities. Currently, there's a potential lower minimum wage for workers with disabilities that might be removed for where all workers, including those with disabilities, have to be at 50, eventually at their kind of escalation hits their full peak. Everyone would be at $15 an hour. And then uh, if you're not including tips, then that becomes a whole other issue of what are the restaurant owners going to do if I yeah. pay you $15? And am I, am I keeping your tips or is tips on top of it? That becomes a, uh, a a big issue, but and and so far that's he did that as the executive order. Uh, one of the things that uh, we were talking off air before we started recording was uh, in his first five days as president, he's signed uh, thirty three executive orders, the most any president has ever done. Uh, in comparison, uh, Trump had one or two in his first five days. Obama, President Obama, was uh, had uh, a half a dozen. But uh, no one even hit double digits, let alone 33 in the first uh, first five days. So if that if that tells you, I, I think as you're and he's as he's pushing things through, I think you're seeing a lot more uh, a lot more liberal items uh, and further left than than even the Democrats expected. So I, one of the things that, uh, you know, uh, I think you have to look at, too, from a business standpoint is the uh, is the. Uh, Unions, as they became weaker under Trump, they're going to become much more powerful underneath uh, President Biden. 
Yeah, I think there's going to be a big push to uh, protect or enhance the ability for unions to organize their workers. I think any union, any workforces that are currently not unionized, that have kind of been tinkering or borderline on it, I think that this might be a little bit of a nudge to get them over the hump to be a little bit more pro-union. Yeah, you know, it was really interesting, and it kind of showed a little bit uh, this week to uh, those of you that are based in Chicago. The big issue right now is uh, uh, President Biden said, hey, get get everybody back to school, wants to see the students back in school, made that a, a big cornerstone of, hey, we we need our kids back in school. Uh, in Chicago, you've got the Chicago public school system and then the Chicago teachers union. The teachers union does not want to go back into right. the classroom. Uh, as uh, CPS laid out a pretty solid plan, the union is very much against it. So there's a big fight going on. They're, they're probably going to go on strike. Someone asked uh, President Biden uh, from a, in his press conference, what do you what do you think of this? What's going on in Chicago? And he completely sidestepped the issue of getting kids back to school. And he just said, well, we need to do things that are, are right for everybody. We need to work on ventilation. We need to, you know, the teachers need to feel good. It was he never even addressed the. It was uh, Chicago. We our, right. <laughs> we need our kids back in school. And right. uh, it's a it, it's a big issue here in uh, in Chicago when you look at a lot of the, you know, not a lot, but all the private schools are in are in session. Uh, but, uh, and, and even the public schools in the suburbs are, many of them are, uh, Jason, are your kids in, in school to some degree? Yeah. So just, so we're in Arlington Heights, uh, Northwest suburb of Chicago and our school district or elementary just starting last week, our kids are now in person four days a week and the entire school is remote, uh, on Mondays. I think the statistic was 83% of the families or kids are going in person and 17% of the families decided full remote. So at least that's in our area. Yeah. And so you're seeing that uh, kids getting back to school and, uh, but in Chicago, it's a big, a big issue. And it really, that comes down in Chicago of how powerful is the union. Right. Speaking of families, uh, one of the other kind of main pieces that I think we're going to be seeing with uh, President Biden is an, an increase to or, or a start of federal paid leave, paid family and sick leave. So right now, FMLA provides up to 12 weeks of unpaid time off and job protection. There's a chance, he, like in the ideal dream world scenario, I think tr- President Biden will be pushing for 12 weeks of paid family leave, um, We probably won't maybe get there initially. Uh, maybe we'll start gradually. Maybe they can get like Scott, I think you had said there's a shorter yes. amount that you've seen. Yeah. I had heard, uh, and read, uh, I think initially if he can't do the full thing, he's going to start out with seven days paid. So kind of ease into it and then just keep adding on to it till we're Canada. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we'll see if that, that passes and how quickly, uh, and like we said, I think, I don't know how much bipartisan support there will be, or if someone can cross the aisle and either way and vote it up or down, we'll see. Right. His, uh, recent appointee to, uh, to run OSHA is a former Cal OSHA official, which, so you're going to see the, what's come out of OSHA so far the last few days is that it, they're going to definitely tighten things up. Uh, bigger reporting requirements. I think you're going to see more audits. You're going to see more fines. Uh, Cal OSHA was super critical of businesses in California during during COVID. So I think you're going to see that uh, 
you know, in the past, uh, we had, if anything, work-related from a COVID standpoint, it's got to be on your OSHA 300. The OSHA uh, has just been overwhelmed uh, across the country, but I think uh, they're going to take a definitely not a pro-business position over the next uh, next four years. Yeah, and anybody that's done business in California knows how uh, Cal OSHA is to deal with. So. Along those lines, pro-business uh, or not being pro-business, I think we're going to see some new laws even further strengthening or prohibiting uh, non-compete agreements. Uh, I think most employers are already very gun-shy of non-competes, and is it even worth it? I think we're going to see some laws on the book in the next couple of years of really strengthening and putting that kind of clear wording on non-competes and how kind of very narrow framework that's going to be approved. Yeah, and then they're going to go back to the uh, salary threshold for overtime. Uh, Trump had dropped it down to 35000 and then uh, it sounds like Biden's going to flip it back to 47000 Or like you said, Scott, on the FMLA, if you can't hit that, I think he's going to also try as kind of a next best alternative to tie it to some inflation or cost of living increase where it just automatically escalates every year tied to some independent number. Right. Yeah, you know, and it's a it's a lot of interesting changes that he's proposing, especially as the the economy. You're you're still in the pandemic. The vaccine rollout is is still underway. You've, you've uh, they've said statistic I heard over the weekend: one hundred and twenty thousand restaurants have permanently closed across the country. So you've the the economy is very fragile at this point. You know, our, obviously our our trade shows we've uh, trade shows has been just destroyed. Yeah, and uh, you know they hope to come back in August. So you're you he's doing a lot of action that is not very helpful for businesses that are trying to hang on and recover. Um, you know, but interesting from a from a business standpoint. Uh, one of the first executive orders he did was on uh, on evictions and. Uh, but there's no uh, so the, he's suspended. You can't evict someone from a from a home. Uh, but at the same time, you should. They haven't looked at any relief on the landlord standpoint. So mm-hmm. if I own a six flat and no one's paying rent, I still have to pay my mortgage. But right. there's there's no there's no relief on on that side. So uh, you know they can't foreclose on you, but they can uh, get it pretty close to so. Interesting that they haven't thought that through far enough. Yeah, I think I think in the last point, uh, I think we'll see some stronger protections for workers on maybe the basis of gender and sexual orientation or gender identity and pay differences based on male and female. Uh, I think we'll also see um, some protections for pregnant or older or disabled workers. Um, yeah, I think there, there's going to be a wide variety of more discrimination protections for workers, I think we'll see over the next couple of years. And I think you'll see the ACA, the parts that uh, Trump had tried to dismantle it, I think you're going to see it reassembled and possibly bigger and stronger than what it was before with uh, the House and Senate behind them, too. But I think they're going to focus on the budget first. Yeah, it, uh, I, I think you're going to see more from a transgender standpoint. They've they've talked about that on the uh, on the, on the military side, uh, and uh, actually that was a he just did a reversing transgender uh, military ban. He did that, I believe, yesterday, yesterday. or a couple days ago on the 25th. Yeah, right. So it uh, there's going to be a lot of changes, and I think yeah. as, a, as a as a business owner, your your costs are your costs are going to go up. And as we as we try and recover and get to get business back, it's it's going to be an interesting couple of uh, couple of years. 
So one of the things that we didn't talk about was uh, his proposed $1.9 trillion uh, COVID plan. There hasn't been a lot announced on it yet, and there's going to go back and forth with the Senate, I'm sure, negotiating it. Uh, a big, you know, they under the Trump, the last 900 million, they increased the unemployment to the 300. Uh, there's talk of him increasing it even more, and there you run into, uh, you know, an, an issue with uh, bringing people back to work. You know, we, we saw that. Did not work, yeah. We saw that in the first round when when it was six hundred dollars that uh, you know, and companies got PPP went to bring people back and people didn't want to come back because they're making more on unemployment than they are on uh, on working. So uh, there's a lot. We'll see what happens in the one point nine trillion. How much of that's going to be a state bailout, but how much of that's going to go to uh, to individuals? So that's uh, that'll be brewing over the next uh, the the coming uh, three or four weeks. Yeah, and as, as new regulations get passed or finalized or even in the final rule stage, we'll continue sending our communications out. If you're interested in kind of adopting in to opting into our newsletter, we have a, a monthly newsletter, and we also send uh, kind of urgent bulletins out, uh, hr at employco.com. Feel free to send us an email, and we'll add you to our distribution list. Or if you have any questions about kind of how this process might look or what we're expecting or to help with any kind of other compliance or regulation issues. And we're on most social medias, so uh, we still have our Twitter account open. <laughs> so, <laughs> depending on depending on what Rob tweets, it's open. So, because yeah. Rob runs the at uh, Employco on Twitter, and uh, uh, we've got some great uh, great posts on Instagram uh, that Spencer's doing. So, uh, check us out on social media. Great. Thanks for checking out our podcast, and uh, we've got some great topics coming up over the next uh, next few weeks. So, thanks for joining us. Have a great day.